Hello, and welcome to Page Chewing Comics and Manga Weekly Pulls, episode number seven. I want to thank all of you for listening, if you are listening, or you must be if you can hear me, right? <laughs> My name is Steve, and I am getting back into the world of comics after taking a few years off. I used to read a lot of comics, and I just took a break. I was reading other books, other forms of literature, and now I'm trying to get back into the swing of things and trying different books that may or may not appeal to me. So each week I discuss a few of these that I've pulled for the week and whether or not I'll be continuing with the series. I'll try not to give too many spoilers for the books, but I will be mentioning a few things here and there. I have noticed that even some of the, just the previews spoil some things, so I'll try to avoid things that spoil the book if you haven't had a chance to, to read them yet. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. This week I I picked a few books that I normally wouldn't have. You know, I just decided to, to try a few of them that I would normally pass on, but they were number ones, and I thought, well, we'll give it a shot. So let's talk about the first one. It is Magneto number one. It is written by J.M. Demetis. I'm probably butchering your name, GM. I'm really sorry. And it is illustrated by Todd Nock. Now this one, uh, you know, I have a soft spot for the X-Men. I read a lot of the Chris Claremont stuff way back in the in the early 90s, late 80s. And uh, I just, I, I have a soft spot for that that group and Mag- Magneto and Magneto and, and, uh, I always mispronounce his name. And, uh, so I just, I just decided we'll give this a shot, see what happens, see what, uh, what we have in store in the series. So, and this one, Magne- Magneto is, finds himself as being a teacher for the new mutants. Uh, I'm not too, I'm, I'm not up to date with all the other events going on or all the other storylines. So some of that wasn't totally clear to me, but um, you know, in this one, we do explore the character, his history, uh, whether or not he can be anything but a villain. And we do revisit, revisit some past events from different viewpoints. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I do I do really like this character. I think he's a great character. And uh, I've always had a, uh, I've always had a, I've always been, it's always appealed to me. Uh, on this one, the artwork is vibrant and clean. It has a kind of a, a look and feel that while it was well done, it's usually not the type of artwork that I really enjoy. It's not the type of artwork I gravitate towards. So it is well done, but it's not what I enjoy. So, you know, I can say that it's good, but it's just not the type of artwork that I, I usually, I usually like to uh, consume. Now in this one, I, like I said, it, it was fine. I just, you know, it just, it was okay. Um, you know, I, I did enjoy the different perspectives. I did enjoy kind of what happens at the end. We're introduced to a different character at the end that I believe is a new character. And I think they, you know, I, I kind of, I, I like what they're doing with it. Um, I like the idea behind the book. I just couldn't get into it. It just didn't do it for me. So unfortunately, I will not be continuing continuing with this one. You know, I, I just, the New Mutants, I haven't read a New Mutants book since the early 90s. Um, I just... You know, like I said, there are some interesting ideas, but not enough for me to continue with this one. So, but if you're a fan of the X-Men or that, of the X-Men universe, the new mutants, then this may want, this may be something you want to check out, but just not something that appealed to me personally. So, you know, the second one that I picked up this week that I normally wouldn't have, I normally wouldn't have picked this one out is what if Dark Venom, number one, this is by Stephanie Phillips and art by Jethro Morales, and this is Marvel, of course. 
uh, I do enjoy kind of the reimagining of stories, and there's so much continuity that it's hard to, just like with Magneto, it's hard to get into books that there's so much history there for someone like me trying to get back into it. These are fun. I've always enjoyed these types of stories, kind of what if this happened instead of what really happened. Uh, I, I do enjoy that. Now, in this one, Ben Grimm or The Thing ends up in contact with Venom, with the symbiote, and I don't know a whole lot about Ben Grimm or The Thing to really be invested in his character. I've, I've never really read, I've never really been a fan of the Fantastic Four or The Thing or Ben Grimm for that matter. So some of the references and some of the, you know, some of the conversations were a little bit lost on me because I don't know a lot about it. So that, you know, someone who was familiar would probably get more out of it. Uh, I, I was surprised at how dark it was, which I appreciate because <laughs> I have a black soul. Um, and the ending was darker than I expected, which I did enjoy. I like when creatives just go for it. Um, now, the the artwork in this one reminded me a lot of the artwork in the previous book I discussed. It's clean and colorful. It pops off the page. It just isn't the type of artwork that I normally would go for. So, like I said, it's something that is well done, but, you know, I just... It's not something that I that I particularly enjoy, so you know that's so overall it was okay. Um, I didn't mind it. I've read some of the reviews on it, and it seems like people really enjoy it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of investment in the Marvel universe, so like I said, for this book and the previous book, on me anyway, I just if someone who doesn't have that investment or haven't hasn't had that investment for a long time, it just just it was okay, but it just wasn't something that I loved or something I really enjoyed. It was, it was fine. Uh, for this one, the what if series, like I said, I do enjoy the, the reimagining kind of the, the Elseworlds stuff. So I do enjoy that. So I'll keep my eyes out for different, different characters, different scenarios that this series presents. If there's something that I, I may feel like I can connect better with, I'll give it a shot. But, uh, but this one, it was okay. I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled for this series though. Like I said, now the next one, uh, I'm on the fence because I had, I had a, a pick of the week chosen and I keep going back and forth. So the next one I'm going to discuss is Fire and Ice number one. This is written by Bill Willingham and art by Leonardo, Leonardo Menko. This is by Dynamite Comics. Now this is a prequel to a 1983 movie that I'm not familiar with, um, the artwork, and this one I really enjoyed, the covers for this, the Frank Franzetta-inspired covers. Love the covers. I love the artwork. I love the feel. I love Franzetta, so I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, the the story was fine. I felt a little bit let down from this one. I felt like I that there was a, like we jumped in the middle of a story instead of the beginning, and I just didn't feel an attachment to any of the characters. I didn't feel like I really knew what was happening. You know, we get bits and pieces, but... Um, I, I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't engage with it. It just felt like there was something I was missing. It didn't feel like a first issue. Uh, I'm also not a huge fan of traditional sword and sorcery fantasy. So that genre just, like I said, just isn't my bag. Um, so while it was fine, um, you know, it has all the elements of something I should enjoy. I should. This is something that I normally would enjoy, but it, it just didn't click for me. It just didn't do it for me. I just couldn't connect with it. It just, you know, it was fine. The artwork I really loved, 
but this, you know, it was all well done. I just, I just couldn't connect with it. I couldn't engage with it. Just didn't do it for me. Kind of fell flat for this, for this series. I'll keep my eyes peeled on it and I'll, I'll kind of, you know, keep up with it. I won't buy another issue until, you know, we, we get more of it and I can kind of take a peek at it. So I'm not ruling it out at this point, but I don't think it's something that I'll continue. But I, like I said, I will keep an eye out for it. Um, like I said, it, it had everything that I normally would enjoy. Uh, and the cover itself, I think, is worth the price of the cover, you know, <laughs> worth the price of the of the book because the cover is they're beautiful covers, just awesome covers. I love that artwork. But like I said, it just it felt like I was missing something. And when I found out that it was a prequel, I thought maybe, well, maybe there is something I'm missing from this from this movie that other people who are familiar with that world may get. And that's something that I just didn't just didn't know. I just maybe there's some things there. There's references that I just didn't get. So overall, it was fine. Um, I just like I said, just couldn't engage. Now, the next one I want to talk about, I've been going back and forth um, on this one because, which is Night Terrors, The Joker, number two. This is written by Matthew Rosenberg and art by Stefano uh, Raphael. This is, of course, by DC Comics. Now, the Night Terrors series, I don't know, I, I just haven't really loved a whole lot of them. There's been a few that I've enjoyed. The Joker number one was one that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. I really liked that one. It was really funny. I love the putting Joker in like like you know like an office space type of scenario where the Joker is the Joker, but he's in an office dealing with all the corporate you know bullshit that we deal with that some of us deal with. Uh, you know, and you think most of us can relate to that kind of thing where you know we're in you know day in and day out you know that kind of thing office building politics and things like thread tape and uh, just, yeah. So th- that was fun. I really enjoyed it. I think it was, I, I love the setup for it. You know, in the first issue we do, uh, we do get, we do have a clue that there is a Batman running around when Batman was supposed to die in the beginning of issue one. That's what kind of set this whole thing in motion. And insomnia is the villain who is putting everyone to sleep and we're witnessing their dreams. So this is a dream that Joker's having. And, uh, you know, we're kind of along for the ride. Um, the humor in this one was, was great. I really love that there was some great humor in it. There's also, also a reference to the 1989 Batman movie that I thought was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Now in this one, it, there, this one introduces more elements that I just wasn't sure. You know, we, Batman is still roaming around when he, when we know that he's dead. And the Batman looks like the Joker and talks like the Joker and isn't Batman. It seems like it's Joker, but Joker that is, is in this office, you know, working for Wayne Enterprises, we're trying to, we're trying to piece together what's really happening. And I, I still don't know what really happened. Uh, and maybe I'm just not very smart, which is completely, completely possible, but I just, I'm not quite sure exactly what was happening. I think the thing with this is, is that it's a dream. So it may not necessarily make sense. That's kind of what I, where I'm kind of where I'm settling now is it's a dream and you know, dreams we all know don't always make sense. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. And it's kind of a letdown if that's what their thought process was. Cause it just, it's, it's a bummer. I think there's a lot of potential here, a lot of great ideas that could have really paid off. Although I'm not sure that you can pull it off in two issues. I think the first one 
set things up. I think maybe one or two more issues, like a three or four part series would have, could have kind of stretched this out and done more with this idea. I, I really thought there was a great setup here, you know, Joker in this office environment, but, um, yeah, it's just, I, I was really, really excited for this one, but the end comes very abruptly. You know, we, we're kind of getting this, the stories unraveling and the end comes very fast and it was a letdown. I have to say it, it just was not something that I was very happy with. And I kind of wondered when I finished it, knowing that it was a two issue, it was a two issue arc. I just thought like, what's the point? Like, why, why did we do this? I guess it was funny. Um, you know, I did, like I said, I did enjoy the humor, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like, what was that about? Like, why do we bother kind of thing? Um, I kind of feel like there was, like, we didn't get have a, things weren't wrapped up. We didn't have a bow on the top. It just, it didn't feel finished. It just felt like we were developing everything. The story was rolling along and then it's over. It's like, we're missing something here. It, it just didn't, the, the final end of that book just ends and it, it just was yeah, very disappointing. I, I, I'm really bummed. I wonder if they kind of ran out of road here, if they had an idea and they just couldn't finish it in two issues and they had to wrap it up. And that's the only thing I could think of because everything else was done very well. I, I enjoyed it. It just, yeah, it was a bummer. I'm really bummed out about this one. And I think there's some ideas here that really could, they really could have went with, but yeah, I, I don't really know what was happening with Batman, what that was all about. So while it was funny is, is, uh, is a letdown, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm just kind of ready for this whole night terrors thing to be over while I'm not a huge DC fan anyway. It just, it's been, I don't know about everyone else, but it's kind of worn me out. Uh, just there's so many of them and so many of them don't tie into the main series that it's like, why, why are we doing this? What's the point? I don't know. Maybe someone out there has the answer because I don't. Okay, so the next one, there's two more I want to talk about. These last two are the ones that I keep going back and forth on. Even as, as I'm recording this, I had one of these books pegged as my pick of the week. And as I'm talking, as I'm thinking about what I'm going to say about each of them and looking over my notes, I keep switching back and forth to which one should be the pick of the week. So the next one I want to talk about is not the pick of the week, but it was very close, very close second, which is the Bone Orchard Mythos uh, Tenement number two. This is written by Jeff Lemire, uh, art by Andreas Sorrentino and Dave Stewart. Now, the first issue I thought did a great job with setting up the world, and I'm not familiar familiar with this this universe. Uh, it, I'm new to it, so I, I don't know what else has happened. There may be references to that universe, so that it ties into the other books that I don't know about. If that is the case. I didn't feel like that reading. It. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I felt like everything was there laid out for me that I could follow what's happening and appreciate it. Now, in this one, we do get a lot of character development. A lot of the, we spend time with the characters. There's seven characters, and they all get enough time for it for me to care about them. So each of them, I felt invested, and there was enough about them and kind of where their heads are and what, what they're going through that I felt like I can connect with all of them. Like I'm invested in all of them. I felt like they were all flushed out, which is a huge, which is huge because you don't have a lot of time 
to develop seven characters. I mean, it's hard to do, but you know they managed to do it. Now, issue two, they do, we do spend a lot of time with the characters, and I, I thought if this is a, a a full issue of just learning characters and just spending time with them, and and the story not moving, I'm fine with it because I was having a great time. But towards you know in the second half, I'll just say that in the second half, the story does come back and it comes back in a big way. I, I just, I loved that we had time with the characters and it, we don't feel rushed. And I, I just, I love that. And I love the way that it kind of just comes at you when you, when you don't expect it. I was almost starting to get comfortable. Like, okay, this is an issue full of characters, learning characters, getting to know them. And bam, <laughs> the, the main story comes back. The pacing was great. Um, you know, the, there's very small details in the artwork and this strikes me as a series that will add small details that you know will matter. So you, you notice things, you look out for things. And when you know that there's time and energy put into these little details, you appreciate them a lot more because you know that it's there for a reason. Sometimes they're not there for a reason. So I, re- I really like that. You know that they'll pay off later. Um, the, the artwork I really liked, there's some of it, you know, some of it looks almost like photo referencing and I, I don't know if that is or not but some of them of the characters look familiar their faces look familiar I mentioned last or the last time I talked about number one there was a character who looked like Bill Cosby <laughs> which was kind of strange uh, kind of I kept thinking about Jello and other things um, the artwork though is great I love the artwork other than some of the characters looking familiar like real world people it takes me out of the out, out of the book sometimes when someone looks too similar to someone who I like an actor or someone who I know or have seen in the flesh. It's not the same. Sometimes that is distracting for me. It may not be the case for everyone. Um, the artwork is great. The horror, the horror artwork, there's some great horrific artwork that's just <laughs> really great. Uh, some great layouts, some great panels. Just uh, There's especially a two-page spread that is just spectacular. I loved it. I loved pretty much everything about this one. Uh, I'm excited to see where it's going. Um, yeah, I'm fully on board with this one. I have faith in Jeff Lemire because he's he just does some really wonderful work. So, um, yeah, really love this one. Great book. I'm excited to see where they go next. And, um, yeah, I think it is the pacing for the story for issues one and two has been just great so far. It's it's rolled out just fast enough to where we, we're learning about the characters. We're not just jumping into the main story without getting invested and we have enough of both to feel like we're getting somewhere and we're learning the characters. That's not always easy to do. A lot of, a lot of creators can't do that. So it's when it happens, it's, it's really special. Now my pick of the week is, um, which you already know, cause you've seen the title of the, of the, of the episode, but is the sacrificers number one. And this is by Rick Remender, uh, by Dave, uh, art by Dave McCraig and Max, Fiumara. This is by Image Comics. Now, this one, I, I went back and read because I just saw Rick Remender and I picked it up. And I they, the cover looked, looked interesting, so I picked it up. Now, for this one, there is a preview on the Image website and on some other sites that give away something that I would have rather not known. I'm glad I didn't read it because when I went back and read the, the kind of like read the, the previews for it or read the synopsis, it gave away some things that I thought I'm glad I didn't know that going in because I felt like it ruined 
a part of the book or reveal in the book, I guess you can say. So in this world, um, <laughs> we're, we are uh, in a paradise. It's a, it's, a, it's a world that doesn't have famine, doesn't have plagues. It doesn't have, it seems like it's a really peaceful place. But there's a price that has to be paid for this peace to remain. And we see this world from two different, from a few different perspectives, one from the people who are living in the world and one from people who are, you know, kind of pulling the strings. Now, the sacrifice, as you know, there's a sacrifice that has to be made. And we get to know a a family and we have these, these animal creatures that I, I love that we get this different perspective of these, these creatures, like we're birds that, um, that we get to know there's a family, there's a there's a family dynamic there that I thought was just heartbreaking, and um, yeah, there's this book has it all. It is it has some great world building. It has some great character development. Um, it, it has everything. It just it's a perfect first issue. It had me invested, and the artwork and the layouts are very dynamic. It it feels when you read it, it flows very well. There's some artwork, there's some panels that, that say so much, even though there's no dialogue, there's no text, but they, they convey so much of the story with just the artwork, and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes there's pages with some really wonderful artwork that can stand on its own, but it's layered with text everywhere or with dialogue, and you don't always need all that. You don't always need it. You don't always, it let the artwork breathe, and I felt like the sacrificers did that. It let the artwork convey the story without having to spell it out for you. And it, it read like a movie. It, it's very cinematic. It's very dynamic. I think it was just wonderful. Uh, it just flows seamlessly. So yeah, just wonderful start for the series. I, I'm fully on board. It, it, uh, I'm a huge fan of grief, uh, you know, like, and so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this one. Um, it is, it was more, kind of science fiction fantasy than I expected. I, I wasn't sure really what to expect from the cover. I just thought like fantasy, but there's so much, it's so much more than that. And if this series can deliver, it's, yeah, it's shaping up to be, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm blown away by it. So very, very encouraged by this first issue. And uh, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Just a really great, really great pick. I kept going back and forth with that one in Tenement number two. But just the way it pulled my heartstrings in that first issue for the sacrificers, just I couldn't not make it my pick of the week. I kept going back and forth, but ultimately pulling my heartstrings, it's just, you can't, you have to go with it because the emotional response that I had in that book was, it was just one I haven't had in a while. It just spoke to me really, really great. It's one that I still think about after reading it. It's one you'll think about. After you're done reading it, you don't just close it, close it and walk away. You still think about it later. And uh, when that happens, it's something special. So really great stuff. So that was my pick of the week. Um, I hope you all are having a fantastic week. I hope this helped. If you are uh, listening along, uh, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place is on pagechewing.com. We have, some, we have a blog front page, and we also have some forums with a really wonderful community there. We have group reads scheduled for a bunch of different series. We're going to start reading the Sandman. We're going to read the Alan Moore Swamp thing. We're going to read a bunch of other stuff. So it's it's open to anyone. We have a really wonderful group there. They do like D&D &D online campaigns. 
They have we have a, a writers battleground thing. We have just wonderful people there. So if you'd like to join, go by there and register if you aren't already, and let me know that you're listening because I wonder sometimes. So <laughs> thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you listening and and supporting the show. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having a fantastic week. Just want to mention. I will be out of town this week, and I won't be back until the following week. So there won't be an episode next Sunday, but I will do something in two weeks to make up for it. I'm not sure what, but I'll also keep posting our Berserk uh, discussions. We're also having a discussion for Killer Be Killed, and we have some other stuff. So keep your ears peeled for that. Until then, I hope you all have a great week. And thank you again for your time, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>